Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Happy Friday, citizens. Welcome to New Amsterdam Radio, part of the New Amsterdam Network. Flobo Boys here in the mayor's office, getting things done, or so I hope so. A kind of an eventful week for me. Not only did we release this week's episode of New Amsterdam Radio, I got a little bit of some good news. My alma mater had roped me up in their alumni spotlight. And well, for a first time in a long time, your boy felt successful. Now, I know you can argue that I'm successful all the time, but it feels weird and feels great to feel that way. And so I always thank you for listening. I'm thanking extra this week or in this episode because you guys put things in perspective for me, and I appreciate that. My guest this episode is Dr. Will. Here is a man that has devoted his life to educating other men about how to be spiritual leaders in their household. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm not necessarily the most well-versed in that kind of thing, but it was cool to sit down and hear his perspective with a man with over, it seems, three dozen years of experience in that field. And while this takes me to be controversial to some, but in the city for creatives, we don't judge. We always talk about what the product is. We talk about what the creative spark is. And we talk about the motivations for everyone out there. Again, if you haven't already told your friends about the show, please make sure you do. New Amsterdam Radio is a fast and growing podcast in the New Amsterdam Radio, New Amsterdam Network, <laughs> of course. So many New Amsterdams. And uh, check me out over personally at flopito.com. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O.com. That's if you want to know about what I'm working on on a personal level, my projects, if you want to book me uh, in the Southern California area. But without any further ado, here's my chat with Dr. Will. Welcome back to New Am Sam Radio, the podcast for thinkers, doers, and creatives. It is I, Flobo Voice, the mayor in the mayor's office, hanging with someone that's doing the thing for his community and more. Dr. Will, I got to ask you a question off the top, man. How are you doing this fine Friday afternoon? I am doing absolutely fabulous. Life couldn't be even, couldn't be no better. You know, it could be better. My dad would say if it was any better, it would be unfair, right? Exactly. <laughs> People would be mad at me. Well, I don't want to bury the lead here, but you do a lot. And I was trying hard to really ascertain how to put yourself under a brand. Is, is that a real crass way of saying it? So the question I have for you is if you had to describe to someone what exactly is it you do, all those slashes, how would you go about doing that? Basically, what I do is I try to, um, for, basically what I've been doing all my life for the last 40 years, really, is trying to help men become better men, husbands, fathers, and providers, and help young boys make the transition from adolescence to manhood. And what I do is I present, I use a, um, a lot of different avenues to try to do that. I do public speaking. I write books. I create audio books. Uh, I do YouTube videos. I post um, various things on Facebook. So I use a lot of avenues basically to try to, you know, get guys attention and get them to realize that there is somebody out here who has the information that they need, especially if they grew up without a father in the home. Uh, a lot of times guys are running around trying to wing it, doing the best they can with what they have. And they don't really have anybody to give them any guidance. And because of the male ego, a lot of times people are afraid to ask. So what I do is I give them a safe environment where they can come into, get the information that they need, and then walk out like, acting like they had it all along. Well, then I have to ask you, what made this your passion? What made you realize this is something that needs to be addressed? And why did you decide to be the one to do that? 
Well, because I, I see so many guys that are struggling uh, as a result of fatherlessness, fatherlessness is the number one problem worldwide. Okay, it's not just in, in America, it's not just in the black community, it is a problem worldwide. So I recognize that um, a lot of guys need the information and a lot of guys are afraid to ask for it. So what I did was essentially give them an avenue to be able to come into a space and get what they need and be able to, um, to, to put it in a format where they can take it and utilize it. No, absolutely. And with your background too, you're a member of the clergy. How has that perspective shaped your, your teachings? Oh, it, it shapes it a lot because um, what people don't really realize is that um, the Bible is a business book. See, our, mm -hmm. our lives is a, is a business venture. Uh, a lot of times people think that we're human beings, but we're really not human beings. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And so everything in our life has to be in terms of development has to be based on a spiritual foundation. So having the uh, a PhD in, in biblical studies gives me the equipment or equips me to be able to utilize the, uh, the text of the Bible so that people can see that it has a, a solid foundation and it's not just one man's opinion. You know, it's, it's a solid foundation where they can begin to build uh, a solid foundation for their lives on. So, and I, and I like the idea that that is really what it comes down to, being able to share your perspective using text that's been established as credible, right? right? But there has to be some sort of pushback from people. You know, when someone goes, hey, look, I have a, a better path or an enlightened path to travel, what's been like some of the pushback you hear from people who may not be on that level quite yet? Well, the thing is, is that even when someone has an enlightened path that they're on, it's still spiritual. Okay, there is there is 140,000 religions in the world. Wow. All right. Somebody is, ev everywhere is practicing some form of religion, even if they think they're not. Okay. Mm -hmm. You hear a lot of people talking about they're not, they don't practice religion, they're spiritual. Well, that, that is a form of a religious practice. Yeah. You see what I mean? So the thing is, is everybody has to be informed along that path. And you will find that out of those 140 religions worldwide, Basically, it, it, it all comes down to the same story. Everybody essentially has the same story. They just tell it in a different way. Sure. You know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it is kind of an odd, not an odd, it's a unique experience, especially when someone says, I'm spiritual, which seems a little bit low, less descriptive, but it can mean a lot of things with all different people. Exactly. But it, when it comes down to it, they still need some information that informs their lives to be able to walk on that spiritual path. You once said, and I'm, I'm quoting you here, uh, there's a difference between a married man, a husband, and a husbandman. Uh, could you elaborate on that? Okay, let's start uh, a little bit before that. There is a difference between um, being a male, okay, an adult, in a, an adult male, and a man-sized boy. Mm. All right? Um, a lot of times you have grown men who, have, who has never actually grown emotionally and, and spiritually out of adolescence, all right? So they're walking around as a, as basically as a man-sized boy, and they don't realize that they haven't reached the level of maturity that they need in order to be, be qualified to be married, okay? Yeah. Everybody who is eligible to be married is not qualified to be a husband, all right? And so what happens is a lot of times, people who are not qualified to be a husband, they get married and they're not a husband, they're just a married man. 
Mm-hmm. You follow me? I'm following you. Okay. And so the thing is, is that it takes some knowledge. It takes some training. And it takes some development to go from being a married man to being a husband. Now, people need to know that there is a difference between getting married, becoming married, and being married. Okay. Getting married is a one-day activity. Becoming married is a f- three to five-year process, depending on the maturity level of the couple, okay, to get to the point where they can be married, mm-hmm. which is which is a state of marriage where the two people actually become one. You see what I'm saying? So when when a, a married man, when a man gets married and he's not qualified to be a husband, he's just a married man. Now right. he needs to get some training and information to learn how to be a husband. And then once he becomes a husband, now he needs some training in order to be able to become a master husband, which is what a husbandman is. Okay, a husbandman has learned how to master women and master money so that he can develop, so that he can lay down a legacy for two or three generations of his family. One of the things I realize with people that are at different stages is that sometimes we do have a misassessment of where we are on that scale. Like maybe right. someone who, who thinks they're a husband, according to your rubric, is not. How does right. someone determine that? Is like some kind of self-test? They have to go check in with someone like yourself. How they can determine what they have and what they need to achieve? Well, essentially, they, they really do. They have to check in with somebody who has some knowledge and information that is on a higher level than theirs. The first thing it requires to drop in that male ego to, to say, well, listen, I know that I'm just kind of trying to do the best I can with what I have. Nobody really told me anything. You know, I think I'm doing okay. Let me check with somebody who knows to see how well I'm doing. Right. You know, and then when you encounter uh, the person and they have the information that essentially they can let you look into, you can say, oh, well, I didn't know that. Or, or, or maybe I can do better here. Or yikes, my wife better, <laughs> might leave me if I don't get this together. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a really complex in some levels because it's not something you can say be really flipping about, right? You can't be like, oh, I got a wife, I'm good, right? It, it's always a, a training and retraining, it seems. Exactly, because that that is a trap door. If you have a wife uh, and you haven't figured out what to do with her, okay, she could leave you at any moment. Now you could think that everything is cool and you know you're coming home every day and she's cooking or whatever, but uh, one day you come home and all the furniture's gone. You know, because you thought everything was all right. And, you know, she didn't want to tell you because you're male ego. Right. So a lot of those things are discussed and combined with the Kingdom Men's Bible Study Group. Now, you got to tell me about this. What was the idea behind it and what you're looking to achieve? The Kingdom Men's Bible Study Group is founded on the idea that Jesus is the King of Kings. Okay. Mm -hmm. But Jesus cannot come back as the King of Kings until every man becomes a king. And see, we were all put here to to be able to uh, find a woman to marry and have children, and uh, which is essentially developing our own little kingdom. See, every man's home is his castle. Every man's uh, family is 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 uh, is his subjects or constituents, you know. Mm-hmm. But every king needs to be able to have uh, not only a kingdom. But he has to have the wherewithal to be able to finance his kingdom in terms of, of uh, providing uh, goods and services for his people and providing for a well-ordered defense. Sure. Okay, And that's where, where the wealth piece comes in, because you cannot actually have a family. You cannot actually be a father. You cannot actually be a husband without money. You mm-hmm. know, And you have to be able to build wealth 
within that context for not only for your immediate family, but for your children's children as well, for two or three generations of your children. And you see a lot of people talking about generational wealth these days, but they really don't have no clue what that is or how to achieve it. They think it's all about just getting the bag and, you know, living a, living a high lifestyle when it's a oh. lot more than that. Right. Well, I, I, I'm with you. I, it's a lot more than just getting the, getting the money because a lot of people have went down that path chasing the money and they led to destructive decisions. But I got to ask a little bit of a selfish question here because what you're saying, it may be true, but then there's an extra motivation to actually share it with others. So what mm -hmm. motivates you to go, look, I can do this. I can tell a certain people, but I want to have this course to tell more people at once what needs to be done. Well, the, mo the motivation comes in is because I have um, I have never been a selfish person. I've always been the type of person that uh, always shares what I have, right. you know, and it's just the uh, what people would call a pastor's heart or whatever, even though I'm not a pastor. OK, uh, in the fivefold ministry, you know, there is the the uh, apostle, the prophet, the, the, the uh, evangelist, the pastor and the teacher. OK, within that fivefold ministry rubric. OK, I fall on the, on the level of the teacher. Okay, yeah. because that that's my thing, you know, and so um, it's just having that heart to uh, to teach and, and uh, going through the world and seeing men struggling and seeing men uh, fall victim to divorce and different kinds of uh, abuse that today people call it curving. People call it getting dumped or whatever, but different kind of abuse because they didn't really know what to do in terms of, of uh, managing a wife, managing a woman, okay? Mm -hmm. Because a woman is, a, is a, a very powerful vehicle who can take you anywhere you wanna go as long as you know how to handle her, you know? Right. Now, if you don't know how to handle her, she'd dri drive you right off a cliff, you know? <laughs> I, I, I've heard the, the analogy before, women are like cars, but I thought it was kind of a metaphor. You're actually saying handle a woman, like a classic woman, classically saying? Exactly. Because everybody needs to be led in some kind of way. OK. And uh, a woman has to be steered into the direction where you want her to go. Now, in order to steer her in that direction, you have to know where you're trying to go. All mm -hmm. right. You have to have some vision and direction for your own life in order to be able to select the right woman to be your wife. That'll help you get to that destination. You see? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I have a, a better understanding of that. But the, the, the Bible study group, uh, I know you've tried different iterations of this before in the testing phase, right? This has been thought out from top to yeah. bottom. What has been some of the feedback or some of the, the results you got with the first trial runs of these things? Well, the first trial run uh, really started back in 1980. Wow. Okay, so I've been doing this for a long time, and I've been doing it in different parts of the world. You know, every place that I've gone, I set up some type of a ministry or men's group to where I could get guys together and we can, you know, discuss male issues and all of that. And uh, a lot of churches will have me uh, teach their, their men's group, mm -hmm. you know? So um, this, this iteration that I, that I have now, which I'm calling the uh, maximizing fatherhood masterclass is uh, basically has everything basically boiled down in, in uh, condensed modules so that people can essentially consume it one portion at a time and get everything they, they need. Now, on, in terms of the, uh, the Bible study part, what I do there is to try to frame the information and put it in, in, the, in the family context so that people can be able to use what was normally called a sermon 
be able to use it and 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 uh, to shape their life in some kind of way. Hmm. What? Why the hesitation over the word sermon? Is that an archaic term now? We don't say that anymore. Yeah, because I, I don't really I don't really like to put things in uh, religious terms. I am a, a religious allergic, so um, <laughs> you know I'm more uh, a spiritual type myself. But I use the Bible as a foundation because I understand uh, its origin, uh, its power. And uh, its potential to to turn men who are uh, led waste in the world to be worth their weight in gold. Sure. So this program, the Master Classic Group, is it completely virtual? Is it online? Is it with actual people? Is it kind of like a mod cohort type deal? What's the structure of this program? It's uh, it's completely virtual. It was basically what you would get if you went to a, a platform like Teachable or Think Think Fic, Thinkific, something like that. And yeah. where you would sign up and you would uh, take the modules in, in your own uh, at your own pace in your own time. Yeah. And this is available at uh, your website currently. Right. So right. I, I, I got to say that you have the thing you said, 40 years of experience. The mm -hmm. launch is happening now. You're probably going to get those first students or those first uh, clients of this. What are you looking to achieve? Is it immediate results? Is it results over time? How do you measure success of a project this ambitious? Well, you know, it takes time for a tree to grow. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, people will, will go through that phase where they get the information and they'll sit it on a shelf. And then one day they'll pick it up and realize this is what they need at that particular time. So mm -hmm. I don't try to force people to, to utilize the information right then because everything happens in its own time. You yeah. know, and so that's basically I, I try to get guys to, to go at their own pace and to realize that the information is there and it'll work if you work it. It's also interesting too, because on your YouTube page, you actually have daily updates of, of knowledge nuggets, I guess, for those who are interested in your products and brands. And just, just content creates a content creator. Do you worry that you'd be running out of things to say, or is the male experience so varied and diverse that you can pretty much talk or speak on different aspects indefinitely? Indefinitely, because it, it, it is that diverse. And plus, uh, the reason why you have uh, elementary schools, they never go out of business, is because every year five-year-olds is going to show up needing that information. Right. You know, so there are always going to be new people coming in, you know, who, who will look at the, uh, the older videos and stuff like that. And then there are situations that go on in our life where it brings up other subjects and then I can essentially tailor information to meet that particular subject matter. Yeah. And how do you decide what are you going to talk about in your daily videos? You just say, this is bothering me. Is there a schedule plan? Do you do things for holidays? What's the... Sometimes I will uh, do things based on this is bothering me. Like just yesterday, I put up a, a video called That's Entertainment. And I realized that uh, a lot of times what people are going through, they can't really break away from it because they spend so much time on social media, so much time in front of the TV. Uh they get in situations where they're basically in a holding pattern. They're watching NBA, they're watching NFL, instead of pulling back from all of that, being entertained, because the word entertain means to maintain, okay? Mm -hmm. The purpose of entertainment is to keep you right where you are, looking for more entertainment, yeah. you know? So what I try to do is, uh, with, with that particular video, is to get guys to realize that while, while you were sitting there, getting that, getting that free entertainment, um, there's an old maxim that says, if you're, if you can't figure out what the product is, you're the product. Right. 
All right. And so what's happening is you're, you're being made into merchandise and they, they, people don't even realize that advertisers need people's eyes in order to be able to influence them to buy their products and to essentially turn them into merchandise. OK, if you if you like Big Macs and you see a Big Mac commercial, OK, sometime this week might not be tomorrow or the next day, but sometime this week, you're going to get a craving for a Big Mac and you might even forget that you even saw the commercial or whatever. But somewhere along the line, you're going to want to get a Big Mac during that week. OK, and that is the impact of, uh, of advertising. So uh, what I try to do is to get guys to realize that you can't really spend more that much time in front of TV. You have to begin to come out of that cocoon or, or, or the matrix and then and then realize that there's more more important things that you need to do with your lives in order to get the type of life that you want to have. Well, I'm more of a Hardy's Carl Jr. guy, but I see what you mean with the Big Macs, <laughs> for yeah. sure, in advertising. Mm -hmm. So what term do you use for when it comes to relationship with Doctoral Enterprises? CEO, owner, founder? Which ones are you more comfortable with? I use I use founder. Okay. And I sure. And, yeah. and as a founder of this company that's, that's growing, I mean, what's been the balance between making sure you have resources for your potential clients and the responsibilities therein? Like, what's been your your day to day balance? You do a little bit of both every day. Do you have more creative days? Like, what's it look like? Uh, my creative days really are uh, Thursday and Friday. OK. And then what I try to do is balance out, you know, my responsibilities and do a lot of delegating and whatnot. Uh, one of the things is as a leader you have to be able to delegate responsibility and trust your people to be able to get it done, mm -hmm. you know, but then also you have to check on them so that they realize that what they're doing is important, you know? So you have to take time and spend time with them and whatnot. You have to do basically, you know, what I was called counseling, but you know, sure. uh, um, it's really like, Hey, how you doing? Come here. Let me talk to you for a minute. What's going on in your life? How you doing? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then talk about, you know, what, what they're doing and how well they're doing in terms of their job so that now they, they feel motivated and then, you know, they'll be able to uh, perform at, at the level that you need to perform. So uh, basically what I do is, 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 is try to keep myself um, doing the things that's important and then delegate everything else. Yeah, when it comes to motivation, that's like the true currency through all of this. Uh, so I got to ask you, how do you keep motivated? Who's counseling yourself? Do you have a counselor? Do you wake up? Do you meditate? What makes you keep, what recharges the battery day to day? Now, if people haven't had this experience, it'll seem weird. But um, I uh, wake up uh, every morning around three o'clock every morning. Okay. Something just wakes me up. You got a farm? Okay. What? Well, 3 a.m.? <laughs> No, see, <laughs> the, 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 the Holy Spirit basically wakes me up, okay, and I will get inspired on a particular idea, okay, and then I will sit at my computer and I will hammer out that idea for the next two or three hours, mm -hmm. you know, and then before I know it, I have a, a, a whole project. I, sometimes I'll have a whole book, okay? Now, a lot of people, you'll, you'll see people publishing all of these different books and whatnot, but when you really look at it, it's really only a pamphlet, it ain't a real book. Right. You know, and so yeah. when you look at the books that I publish, you know, there's there's nothing less than 200 pages in most of them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's true. I've, I've read a lot of pamphlet books on Amazon or, or, or Kindle yeah. or what have you. So yeah. you think you're getting a real book and it's just like a, a brochure almost. 
Right. So you, you get up in the morning inspired to write. I guess you do some things in between personally errands and all that. I'm just trying to figure out how you get to do so much and, and not be exhausted. It seems I like you do a lot. I don't need I don't need a whole lot of sleep. And ever since I was a teenager, mm-hmm. uh, I've only gotten four hours sleep a night. You four know? hours. Wow. You know? So while everybody else is sleeping and, and, and watching TV and snoozing, I'm working. Yeah. Know? And it doesn't tax me, you know, uh, like it might do other people because it's something that I enjoy doing. And then it's really I'm not doing it under my own power. All right. Sure. I'm, I'm getting help from the Holy Spirit to do all of this. And sometimes I will write something and I will sit there three or four hours banging out something. And I have no idea what I wrote, wrote until I go back and read it. As if you're listening to Amsterdam Radio, this is what I'm talking about. The power of inspiration and motivation can make you do great things. Dr. Will Enterprises is rocking and rolling. What's on the docket in the future? Are there any future projects you're working on? I do have some future projects. Um, okay, what I, what I will do is I'll, I'll just say it like this, okay? I have okay. A, uh, a group called the uh, All Kings Army. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to do is u- utilize the Bible study to build this army. All right. And it's going to be a, uh, a group of men who have learned how to be husbands and some that have learned how to be how to move to the level of husband men. And then I want to take that group of guys and I want to utilize them. I, I have developed a curriculum for boys. OK, between the ages of 11 and 15 in order to teach them how to be husbands at a young age, mm-hmm. you know, so that when they are ready to get married, they have the knowledge that they need in order to be able to do the job. Because see, a husband is is a uh, is an appointed position. You get right. appointed to that position by a woman who says, "Okay, I need a husband." You know, and these days they're really not asking for qualifications; they're just trying to see if they like you. But once they once they marry you, now they're looking to see if you have the qualifications. Okay, because they have certain expectations for the man that they marry. Now, once they give you the job and they see that you can't do the job, they kind of start looking around to see somebody else who might be able to do the job. You know, so this is when you start getting the adultery, you start getting uh, women start getting into what I call cross fading, you know, where they got one guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I got you. I got you. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the King's Army is definitely be something to look forward to, but this Kingdom Men Bible Study Group is available now. It seems available very, very soon on your website. Uh, what's the launch plan look like? Uh, let me know that because I want to be able, if anyone's interesting, interested by listening, how they can get engaged with that right now. The launch, the actual launch, the first uh, iteration is going to be November 1st. Okay. okay. And leading up to that, I'm going to be posting some things on uh, Facebook and uh, in terms of uh, trying to uh, gather my audience, I'm going to start with the, with the local audience first or gather a local audience first. But what I'm going to be doing is doing the teaching on Zoom so that anybody from anywhere in the world can can tune into it. Okay. All right. Now, all they have to do is send me that. Send me an email to Dr. Will at Dr. Will and I will send them the link every week. They'll automatically get the link once they become a member to uh, to to the um, Bible study. And that way they don't have to worry about uh, when it'll air because you're going to get a notice the the night before when it's going to air. And it'll air uh, uh, every Monday morning at 6 6 a.m. Central Time. That's 7 a.m. 
uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And so people who miss uh, uh, various class or episodes or whatever will be able to get uh, see the, uh, the episode on Patreon if they missed it. Wow, the resources are there and there's fail safe. So you know you can't miss it if you don't want to. Just I have one more question before we get out of here. This has been been something on my docket. I wanted to ask you this. What does it mean specifically when you say maximize fatherhood? What does that mean the day-to-day definition for someone like myself who may not have children? Okay. Maximizing fatherhood essentially boils down to being the best man you can be. All right. Mm-hmm. And it and it starts with a process of of coming to the understanding that everybody needs to continually learn. It's, it's sort of like being a doctor. A doctor has to go for continuing education every year. A lawyer has to go for continuing education every year just because he graduated from college or, or, or from law school or medical school. And they, they practice that practice every day. They never stop learning. And so men need to understand that there is a way that once you once you become a man there is a way to maximize manhood once you become a husband there's a way to maximize husband being a husband also okay and so what maximizing fatherhood is is that every man in some is in some form or fashion even though you don't have any children all right you're still a father in some in some fashion because even when you're walking down the street you will have some kid observing you and you may, you may not even see this kid, but this mm. kid will look at you and start saying, oh, I want to be like him. So oh. essentially, OK, you just you just fathered or, or, or mentored a child. and You don't even realize it. So the, the thing is, is every man has to become the best man that he can be and get all the knowledge that, and information that he needs to be able to walk in the confidence of, 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 a, of a grown man instead of the the uh, insecurity of being an adult male. You know, and it takes somebody to teach you that. All right. Iron sharpens iron. No man goes through this life alone. We all need someone to help us get to the next level. Wow. Powerful things, Dr. Will. So glad you're on this episode of New Am Sam Radio. But if someone's listening right now and they want to connect with you or visit your website or contact you in any form or fashion, how they go about doing that? My website is drwillenterprises.com. Uh, there's several ways that you can get to that website. You can get to it through uh, maximizingfatherhood.com. You can get to it by via uh, uh, wealthbuilderseminars.com. So um, if you want to contact me specifically or directly, you can email me at drwill at drwillenterprises.com. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.